0: and welcome to Nella's Tin Trunk Podcast. What I'm reading today is a love letter to Africa. It's a short piece written by Rachel, a client who came with Tin Trunk this past summer. I joined her for a couple of days along the way, and we sat on the roof of the Land Cruiser chatting away as we watched a rhino around every corner. Since I am the only one who plans the trips with Tin Trunk clients, I get to know them via the phone and email before they come, Often working together for a year or even more before the trip. So meeting one another is always a great pleasure for me, and that was certainly the case with Rachel. There are many facets to Rachel. She's a 20 something world traveler who devours books. We talked about her visit to Antarctica, a place I'm very keen to go. She said nothing had been as powerful as that landscape in her experience. Until Africa, that is. When I hear this, I have a two-layered response. First, joy that I have helped set things up such that Africa has worked her magic and wooed irresistibly. Second, that my instinctive desire to see this icy landscape will prove as rewarding as I hope. For Rachel, venturing out into the world solo, as she did on this trip to Africa, is her happy place. When I walked from my room to join her for lunch on the deck overlooking the wilderness, I found her swinging in a hanging garden chair, reading in the dappled shade of acacia trees. It was a vision of someone very comfortable with herself out in the world. Except she misses her beloved pup when she travels, and this I totally get. After our time together, we've kept in touch She's begun a new job in the humanitarian realm and has moved cities. She speaks of returning to Africa. Most talk this way after their trips. Many actually do return. She will be one of those. So here is her feedback to me. I think she speaks for so many of us about the power of this place. It's a poem really, and for anyone who is inclined to travel here, whether with others or on their own. It is a precious glimpse. Enjoy this love letter to Africa from Rachel. Hi, Nella. Here are a couple more memories that I won't forget. The vastness of the sky in the Makadi Hadi and the way the sun would take its time to set. The colors were so vibrant each night. The bright orange of the first sunset backlighting a single tree its black form in contrast to the fire-bright sky. Seeing the Southern Cross and familiarizing myself with the Southern Sky that I've never seen so vividly. The quiet and yet the noise, the stillness and the sense of movement, of the wild after dark, when the people were in and animals were out and all felt as it should be. The dramatic arrival at Mapula, zipping across the flooded delta, amazed at how we zipped through a waterway in the reeds to arrive at the little oasis camp. Waking up to elephants munching outside my room and starting our boat so we could outrace a hippo the next morning. finding a family of elephants at dusk on the Duba Plains and getting close enough to be chased away with the sound of the elephant yelling at us and the dust of our car and of her feet mixing in the light. The sense of admiration for the fierce protectiveness of those precious young Ellies. The communal dining and sense of collective relief of fellow travelers who'd been kept caged up for so long Once again, out in the world, all of us revitalizing, connecting, experiencing wonder together, as we used to before our worlds turned upside down. Years of planning and dreaming from those of us young and old, being actualized and the unique connection momentarily experienced in the serendipitous nature of our encounters, however short they would be, temporary, In the ancient and timeless grander picture. What better place for restless wanderers than a journey where every day brought something or somewhere new? A sense of abundance in the desert, of food, of animals, of the generosity of spirit, of resilience, and of life. Female lions stretched out on their back, warming their stomachs in the afternoon sun, their paws curling and tails wagging like they were playing chase in their dreams. So sweet-looking, and yet so deadly. Hoofbeats, meaning zebras, not horses. A welcome change for an anxious mind, such as mine, and one of many easy laughs. And also, the ability to laugh easily, and often, with strangers, who felt like anything but. The connection forged across ages, genders, nationalities, races, generations, in sharing experiences that no one but us would have in exactly the same way. And the knowledge that whatever we were seeing would never be seen again in exactly the same way, ever again, guests and guides alike. Sharing stories and silence around the campfires and people who understood there was time and place for both. The way my heart raced walking towards that helicopter that was to take me over Victoria Falls, and how I hardly noticed its hammering as I got to take in the angel's view, and then to see the falls up close, and just saying, wow, over and over and over, because how could there ever be words for the sights and sounds of such a place? An understanding of why this place was considered one of the greatest wonders, and also a feeling that wonder was an understatement. Watching a lion patrol in the night at Matetsi, nervously watching it approaching a group of Ellies and their standoff, praying that the standoff would not result in any harm, even if others may have wanted the excitement. And then arriving at a surprise bush dinner with lanterns dangling from trees, fires all around, light background singing in Shona. Such a bright scene hidden by a dense forest on a typically dark night. Room to breathe and to be, so very much room. Dramatic clouds at sunrise and sunset and as the storms rolled in. A sense of childlike wonder at how everything was bigger than I could have conjured it in my mind's eye. And the almost surreal feeling of being in a place that was real and free, appreciating its stark contrast to the images or representations at home. Like putting on glasses for the first time and realizing how much detail you had lost before. I will always be able to hear and see and smell elephants and lions and African dust in my mind when reading or even looking at pictures or images. There is a clarity to these things now that could never be had without having been to see with my own eyes. The much deeper appreciation of all God's creatures, great and small. The knowledge that I was on a trip that was just for me, and feeling so special throughout, and somehow being so engulfed in the experience that I wasn't stopping to think about whether I deserved it. A preciousness that could not possibly have any material equivalence. Meeting you and getting a glimpse of the relentless resiliency and generosity of your spirit and vivaciousness. How special it feels to be in the company of someone who is truly passionate about something and seeing the way it lights up their whole face and being when they talk about it. That's you talking about your work in Africa. And it is a rare and beautiful thing to get to see in a world where so many people just go through the motions or appear to be chasing something more. Funny, isn't it? How the ending of a trip can sometimes feel like such a beginning... Every ending is a beginning in some way, I suppose, but not all feel quite the same. I know you know. Love, Rachel. Thanks for listening to Nella's Tin Trunk Podcast. Wishing you joyful adventures until next time.